0: Welcome to Oklahoma Music Legends Podcast. I'll be your host, Tommy Henshaw. Tulsa, Oklahoma is home to some legendary music structures with interesting music history and some very cool museums too. A standby for the story and the tour. Once upon a time, a long time ago, my hometown of Tulsa was known as the oil capital of the world. You see, any oil company that had anything in the oil industry had either a major presence or their home office in Tulsa. Well, just like water, oil ran downhill to Houston, Texas. But it appears to me either by accident or by some great design that Tulsa has come musically alive again and is embracing its past musical heritage and positioning itself for its musical future. Who knows? Tulsa may soon be known as the music capital of the world. Hey, remember where you heard it. Tulsa entrepreneurs are saving Tulsa's historic music venues, celebrating the structures where the great ones have played, and welcoming musicians to follow. Now, Recently, I read an article in Life's Vintage News Magazine about the old church recording studio in Tulsa. You see, years ago, it was used as Leon Russell's personal recording studio. The article spoke about local Tulsa entrepreneurs, Teresa Knox, and her husband, Ivan Acosta, having purchased the old church studio, saving it from the wrecking ball. And they're going through the pains to have the building added to the National Register of historic places, they accomplished this in 2017 because of the significance to American music culture the building had housed, and being the heart of the Tulsa Sound was the primary reasons why they were able to get it listed on the Register of Historic Places. I decided to take a little trip to Tulsa, going back to Tulsa one more time, I guess, to see for myself the renovation that was going on at the Church Studio and. Snap a few pictures, which you can see. The goal of these entrepreneurs is to bring back the interior of the building to the time when it was owned by Leon, to establish a new state of the art recording studio, and return the church back to its former recording glory when it was home to Shelter Records. The building was built in 1915 to serve as the Grace Methodist Episcopal Church. It remained a church serving many different congregations until 1972, when Tulsa's own Leon Russell, along with his business partner at the time, Denny Cordell, purchased the church building, renovating and building a state-of-the-art, at least for the time, recording studio, and for the church to be the home office of their record company, Shelter Records. In 1972, Leon Russell was the number one touring Act In the country. Leon also purchased property around the church to use as additional offices for shelter records, for meeting rooms, rehearsal studios, and apartments for visiting musicians to use. Besides Leon recording there in the church, a few other musicians made a little magic there themselves. How about uh, Joe Cocker, Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, George Harrison, Willie Nelson, Bonnie Raitt? Dwight Twilley, Dr. John, J.J. Cale, The Gap Band, Freddie King, Phoebe Snow, and Willis Allen Ramsey. For just a second, if you've never heard of Willis Allen Ramsey, check him out. He only has one album, one of my very favorites, and uh, I think you'll recognize a couple of the songs in there. Oh, by the way, Tom Petty signed his first record deal there with Shelter Records and also recorded some there. Now, besides being a recording studio... The church also served as a creative workshop for local singers, songwriters, musicians, and it also was the hub of the Tulsa Sound. If you're not familiar, the Tulsa Sound is best described as a laid-back style of blues, country and rock, that helped to shape the southern rock and roll style we know today. Walking around the church, it was easy for me to see the work that was going on there and the still mountain of work yet to be done. Teresa Knox, like Leon, has purchased 11 of the surrounding buildings. She has plans to create a bustling music scene in the area, complete with restaurants, shops, clubs where live music will fill the air. David Teagarden, an Oklahoma music legend himself and former drummer for Bob Seger, operates his recording studio just down the street. As a lifelong Leon Russell fan, I'm so happy that the church is being saved and brought back to life to serve the Tulsa music scene. While walking around and looking at the exterior of the building, I was reminded of a time when as kids we would drive by the church, occasionally with hopes of seeing some of our rock and roll heroes going in or coming out of the church. Well, no such luck. The Roberts family, years ago, purchased the Keynes Ballroom, which is considered to be a music shrine, and the house that Bob Wills built. The Canes was the last place Hank Williams played before he took his last road trip and died in the back seat of his car. The building opened in 1924, originally to be used as a parking garage for W. Tate Brady's automobiles. In 1930, Madison W. Daddy Kane purchased the building, and it became the Canes Dance Academy, where he charged 10 cents for dance lessons. Later, it became the site of Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys' first regular broadcast, and they became regular performers at the Canes during their radio program on KVOO from 1934 until 1942. Today, it is one of the most successful smaller music venues in the country. It, too, is listed on the National Registry of Historic Places. Heck, on April 22, 2004, even I sang on the stage at the Canes. A story that's probably left best for a, another time. Just a couple of blocks away from the Kane's Ballroom sets the Brady Theater. The Brady Theater, opened in 1914, made Tulsa one of only 16 cities in America capable of hosting a full Metropolitan Opera production. Louise Homer, Contralto and Metropolitan Opera star, opened the theater. Since that time, everyone from Will Rogers, the Marx Brothers, to you 2 have performed on that stage. A little fun fact, in 1920, Enrico Caruso, the world-famous Italian tenor, was paid $20,000 to perform on the Brady stage. Now, Caruso believed it was while in Tulsa at the Brady, that was where he caught the cold, which later would cause his death. You see, the Brady was the last venue where he performed. Rumor has it that Caruso's Ghost haunts the Brady Theater today. There are other smaller clubs around the Tulsa area that have played host to some very talented up-and-coming musicians. One small club in particular was owned by Leon Russell. Whenever some of his musician buddies were in town, he would load them up and take them down to the club to play. Leon, along with his pals... George Harrison and Eric Clapton were known to play for Giggles and Grins there at the Colony. While today, of course, it's under different ownership, the Colony Inn still hosts live music several nights a week. While built less than 10 years ago, the BOK Center in downtown Tulsa is considered to be one of the best concert venues in the country and has hosted concerts from The Eagles, Garth Brooks, George Strait U2, Willie Nelson, Rod Stewart, Paul McCartney, Ringo, and Sir Elton John, just to name a few off the top of my head. Hey, if music museums are to your liking, then Tulsa will be your vacation destination. You see, directly across the street from the Kings, construction will soon begin on the OK Pops building that will house Bob Dylan's complete works and never-before-seen Leon Russell memorabilia. Besides music, it will also celebrate the other arts that Oklahomans have played a major role. You'll be surprised to see that list. The Jazz Hall of Fame is a couple of blocks from the Canes, as is the Woody Guthrie Museum, which houses artifacts, interactive, and Oklahoma Dust Bowl Days exhibits. While not inside the city limits of Tulsa, but a short ride down the turnpike, you'll find the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame in Muskogee, Oklahoma, let's all say it together, USA. Yep, that town that Merle Haggard made famous. By the way, this place will not disappoint. While it has lots of exhibits and pictures of current members of the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame... They also host concerts on a regular basis. The concert hall reminded me of a smaller version of the Canes. I believe that one day soon, Tulsa will become a music lover's vacation tourist attraction. I'm going to take credit right now for coining the following phrase, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Nashville West. Tulsa has been host and home to some of the world's most iconic musicians, and these legendary places have played a part in building many careers, especially some of our Oklahoma music legends. You've been listening to Oklahoma Music Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Henshaw. We can now be heard on iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, Google Music Play, and directly on our website, OklahomaMusicLegends.com. Check out our ever-increasing gallery page. You can see pictures of the church, the King's, the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, the Woody Guthrie Museum, the Jazz Hall of Fame, and more. For Oklahoma Music Legends, I'm Tommy Henshaw. Thanks for listening.